Welcome to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky podcast on Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Curtis Birch, host and producer on News Radio 630, WLAP, the home of the cats. And I'm Kyle Tucker of The Athletic, and together, Curtis and I are here every day, Monday through Friday, talking the cats. If it's a big deal to the Big Blue Nation, you can hear it right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. This edition of the show is brought to you by Birch Sheet Metal. We'll tell you a little bit more about them in just a bit. We got to talk college basketball rule changes. Uh, some former cats in the NBA are doing impressive things and the nba was fun overall on sunday night uh plus reality tv talk because kyle's been bugging me about getting <laughs> it on this podcast forever. No, so uh we'll get into that as well uh but let's start out kyle uh, it, it broke last week i guess it was thursday um that these were in committee um and the the one these rule changes were in committee and the one that is the biggest deal is the fact that the three-point line is potentially, and it almost sounds like it's a done deal, going to be moved back uh, to the international line of the FIBA rules, uh, which is a little bit over a foot. Um, do you like the move? Like, what What are your kind of thoughts? I like overall? it, yeah. yeah. I mean, spaces the floor a little bit more. Um, I think it's, you know, it's good for the way that uh, I think Kentucky wants to play. Mm-hmm. They're going to have to get some more shooters, but that's, I think, become an increasing priority over the last couple of years for Cal. So um, in terms of the way it affects Kentucky, um, I think anything that uh, that spaces the floor um, and makes the game a little more like the NBA is good. Yeah, and the one thing I think that people, I mean, I guess it was Andy Katz who now works for the NCAA, had like quotes from, I don't even know, dozens of coaches, and they were kind of talking about the fact that the percentage might go down a little bit. And while probably true, I feel like to a certain extent, specifically the guys that Kentucky are recruiting, which are five-star dudes, a good portion of them at some point have played USA basketball. Right. Obviously, USA basketball, (laughs) you know, is using the international line, the FIBA rules. So they're probably pretty comfortable uh, with where that's at. And um, on top of that, I I do also kind of think that these guys goal is to make it to the NBA yeah and that line is even deeper uh, so I don't know how much it'll necessarily drop off Kentucky's thing I mean they've they've never been a fantastic shoot, three-point shooting team that's mm-hmm. never been their strength um, but just having more space to kind of operate I think potentially could benefit the guys that drive a ton um, more than than anything the other rule change I guess that was kind of a, a big deal and you know, Kentucky, John Calipari often says that Kentucky moves the needle, but one thing I do know they do is they change the rule book because now you are going to be able to review potential goaltends under two minutes. Yep. Would help them a lot. Uh, the the Kentucky LSU rule and Cal pr- predicted in the post game that that rule would change. Um, and it, it, it kind of reared its head a couple other times in high profile situations over the course of the year. So it's such an obvious rule. I mean, people said it in real time, how, what an obvious fix and easy fix that is. I mean, the, there's a couple hangups to it about, you know, how, what, when is, when is a late game situation? I guess they've mm-hmm. decided on two minutes. I think that's what it was. Uh, to me, I'm not even sure you needed to go that far. It, it, to, me, to me, it's just like, okay, if somebody hits a game-winning shot or a game-deciding shot, like, let's look at it. <laughs> I mean, 
But I guess at some point you have to put a time figure on it because, you know, 10 seconds, whatever. Two minutes is fine to me. That way you're not reviewing every goaltend over the course of the game. Yeah, and I mean, obviously this is in the same boat kind of where Kentucky got the, the shot clock rule change after the Wisconsin. That was now able to be reviewed as well. Um, and so it's it's good. It, a lot lower stakes in this last one. Yeah, but I mean, um, but you but can make the case that that potentially could have cost them a one seed. Yeah, I, I mean yeah. that that's a situation where that would have given them. Uh, I'm blanking on exactly how everything shook out, but I think they would have won the league if they. Yeah, they would have at least been tied. Yeah, because they would have they would have had the one over one over. They would have tied and had the had the head to head. So yeah, like it's kind of a big deal. Yeah, uh, so uh, you know, it, it's it, to your point though, Kyle. Like it had happened before in other games, but it doesn't finally, you know, get all the way done until it happens in a big Kentucky game and then it becomes kind of a talking point the next day on all the all the sports talk shows because it was pretty blatant and that was a, one of the higher profile uh, basketball games of the of the year last year. Yeah, it was a you know, it was a great game between the probably the two best teams in the league, two of the three anyway. I was going to say you're taking a shot at at old Tennessee there. Well, and then as it turned out, you know, none of those three made the Final Four and Auburn did. But, uh, you know, it's interesting. If they win that game, it changes a whole bunch of things because then Kentucky's on the other side of the bracket in the SEC tournament. They probably play Auburn in the SEC tournament. And if they play Auburn in the SEC tournament, do you think they get a fourth meeting in the NCAA yeah, tournament? <laughs> that's, that's a good point. <laughs> you know, uh and there were like not a lot of teams at that point in the year that were constructed to to beat Kentucky, kind of perfectly constructed to beat Kentucky. But it, the way Auburn was playing um, on that run, and they, they just got red hot too. Um, you know, I don't know. What yeah. one one play can uh, you know was a butterfly effect? Yeah, that's so, a great Ashton Kutcher movie. <laughs> it's just, so bad, <laughs> but I I watched it. I think I've seen it twice actually. But it's a bad movie. Yeah, it's um, pretty terrible. Ashton Kutcher is a terrible actor. He really um, is. He peaked at that 70s show. Mm-hmm. I mean, I did like punk That wasn't acting. That, well, really... yeah, it kind of was acting, but it was intentionally sort of cheesy acting. But anyway, we'll I, I like... back to reality TV later. Yeah, I like these, I like these rule changes. Um, the other one um, that is interesting uh, is the fact that coaches can now call live ball timeouts in the last two minutes of the second half or of any overtime period. Instead of not the, not being able to call timeouts. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, there's been situations where Calipari's been criticized for not taking timeouts, and in a lot of instances, unless it's a dead ball, he couldn't have called timeout, even though I think there was, and I'm forgetting, I'm blanking on which game it was, but I feel like he... It was this past year he said, like, I was trying, I wanted to get a timeout, but they had to call it. Or something like that. Right? Yeah, yeah, and I and I don't know exactly. I'm blanking on the game, but now he'll be able to call it. And I, this is a larger debate, Kyle. Like, do you call a timeout later? Do you not? Yeah. Numbers wise, offense has the advantage, but a lot of times, specific to Kentucky, really, where they're young, they get in bad situations where it would be beneficial. Kind of panic, yeah, yeah, it would be beneficial for a coaching staff to be able to take a timeout and reset and say, here, yeah, here's the plan. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, Cal's theory is he has, uh, you know, he has prepared them. They do know what their end of game scenario is, but you know, he's the one who says all the time, like you, you're trying to re- rewire habits, but when they get in the heat of the moment, they revert. You know, they re- and like he, that's one of his like decade long talking points about coaching freshmen. 
So anyway, we could get into that. Yeah, no, over that, and over. That, but but yeah, this at least gives him now he has no excuse. <laughs> he yeah. has no excuse. He has the opportunity to call the timeout himself and. If he doesn't, if they don't call a timeout, we know he didn't want one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's no kind of debate of did he did he tell a player to do that? Did he not? Trying to read the lips, and a lot of times, coaches won't won't exactly tell us the truth because they're trying to protect their player to a certain extent, which I understand. They don't want to be seen as throwing players under the bus. Coming up next, we are gonna we got I got one more rule change, and then we are gonna talk some NBA. But before that, I do want to tell you guys about Burt Sheet Metal. If you need metal roofing or siding for a residential or agriculture project, go direct to where it's made. That's Burt Sheet Metal. They've got classic rib panels cut to order with a 40-year warranty in 15 colors, plus Galvalume and economy grade with all the trim and accessories to match. You can give them a call at 859-485-1928 or check out BurtSheetMetal.com. That's B-U-R-C-H SheetMetal.com. They've also got bubble insulation, permafelt, sliding door tracks, and aluminum frame rails. They're located up in Walton, Kentucky. Give them a call, 859-485-1928, or check out birchsheetmetal.com. Don't pay lumberyard prices for metal. Go direct to where it's made. That's Birch Sheet Metal. This is Locked On Kentucky, your team every day. Uh, the last kind of, I think, rule that's, that's a big deal is the resetting of the shot clock. Uh, potentially, we'll just go to 20 seconds after uh, the team... You know, gets an offensive rebound, kind of speed up the game. I think is was that's good. a really logical. You don't have to bring the ball up. You've got it on your own end of the court anyway. And let's not waste. You know, letting the team burn off another. Now that's one that comes big time into play at the end of games. Yeah. Though you know, if you get, you know, if you're trying to protect a lead, and you get the ball, uh, and you've got the ball, and you get an offensive rebound, you know, in the final minute of a game, you can really burn off. Uh, you know, a big chunk, sometimes all of, basically all of the uh, clock and or force people to foul you. I mean, 10 seconds is a pretty big deal in in-game scenarios. But this is, to me, for speeding the game up, and not speeding the game up, but creating more offensive possessions, yes. uh, making this a more enjoyable thing to watch, it's a really simple, really logical rule change. I think spreading the floor out with the deeper three-point line and not letting people just reset and burn over a minute you know burn a minute off the clock on one trip if they get an offensive mm-hmm. rebound is uh, is a good it's all good yeah and i like a lot of times we watching kentucky get into this situation where guys other teams try to shorten games limit possessions because there's a talent gap and from a coaching standpoint i understand why you do it that way but when someone gets an offensive rebound a lot of times you're like well i might as well go get a snack or something because they're not going <laughs> to yeah. take a shot for at least 25 seconds yeah um and so i think like holistically all these things are very good for kentucky like specifically more space more possessions that's going to benefit the uh, the talent more talented teams which kentucky for the most part most of the time is yeah and i, I wonder if there's you know if that's partially the goal here is you know to to not let people junk you know Lesser talented teams junk up games mm-hmm. to stay in it with the with with the big dogs. I mean the 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 power people in making these rules change are power programs by and large. I mean they have they have a I think a a weighty influence uh, in these decisions, and I'm sure those coaches are saying like, you know, let's <laughs> let let's have some benefit to having the best roster. Yeah. Um. Speaking of weighty coaches, I don't think I mentioned this at the top, but nationally college basketball there was a huge news uh as we're recording here on monday 
John Beeline is taking an NBA job. He's you calling him a weighty coach? Yes. What do you mean? Like <laughs> he's not fat, but he has some pull. I would imagine. Yeah, no. Yeah. It, that's a huge story. Uh, it's huge, like on two fronts. I mean, the NBA. It's it's a huge deal that he's finally taken one. I mean, yeah. he's been rumored to take to ha- to be in the mix for multiple ones. Yeah, and I think Izzo, you know, has been there too. Um, I think I would have predicted Izzo would go to the NBA before Beeline just because, you know, he's what else does he have to do at Michigan State? He's That's won a true. national title. He's been there forever. Beeline's got a great, I mean, he's an incredible story. Um, our uh, Michigan State beat writer for The Athletic, he covers Michigan, I'm sorry, Michigan and Michigan State, Brendan Quinn. He's I was a, making fun of him earlier, though. Why? Because he said, first thing Michigan has to do, they've got to make a call to Jay Wright. <laughs> Uh, Billy Donovan and Brad Stevens. Yeah. That's, I mean, okay, cool. Well, I mean. Do you think Michigan's not getting any of those guys? Well, that's, that's ridiculous. They could get Billy Donovan. No, I mean, they could. They're not happy with him in OKC. And he's on, the, he's on the last year, but, he, I mean, but he's on the last year of his contract there. If Michigan comes at him with a big offer, I mean. And then he calls his uh, mentor Rick Patino. I almost took the Michigan <laughs> well, job. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, is Rick Patino a candidate? They, I mean, they, they wanted him last time they had an opening. Hey, now. Um, or not last time they had an opening, I guess. But I think it was two times when, ago. When, when, he, when he took the Louisville job, yeah. he was also talking to Michigan. Patino was. Uh, I think Billy Donovan makes a lot of sense, actually. The other two, like Brad Stevens, I don't think he's going anywhere. Jay Wright, like why would he go? That, I know, that's what, that's what but, I was getting but, at. But yeah, I think, it's, but I think he's right, though. You do make, you do make the, the top guys say no to you. Are they going to call Calipari? Since he that's why I made a joke already that his <laughs> lifetime contract's going to get an addendum that so they're going to build him a throne room and all uh, and all buildings on campus will be named the John Calipari, this that and the other, um, <laughs> and X part of the state and like let him rule over it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, you know, Donovan instead of waiting around to get fired or not extended next year because they're not what well, are they going to get any better? I mean, the West is like lapping Russell Westbrook and those guys. Oh, yeah. You know, um, things are crazy in, in yeah. basketball. I, I mean, I just, I think Billy Donovan would be a great, I, I would a hundred, I don't know about the other two, but I would a hundred percent reach out to Billy Donovan um, because he's in a position where I think that could be appealing to him. Um, but, you know, Brendan had this crazy recap of John Beeline's career. He went from high school JV coach to the NBA in, you know, 20 years or whatever. He went from New Fane High School, I don't even know where that is, to Erie Community College to Nazareth College, to Lemoyne College, to Canisius College. That's a lot of colleges. You know you're at the small time when it's called college. Uh, to the University of Richmond, to West Virginia, to Michigan, now to the Cleveland Cavaliers. So it's, I mean, a crazy career for him. Um, what is that? I mean, that's like 10 stops. And he's been really good at all of them. And he's, I, th- I was on with Tom Leach on in the radio earlier this morning, and he, he pointed out, I think he's right. I think he's never been an assistant. He's only been a head coach. Yeah, he went from true. like head JV coach to head high school coach and on and on. And now he's going to the NBA. I, I'm I'm very skeptical of this as a hire for the Cavaliers. Well, the Cavs are going to suck either way. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, I mean, I guess you want to get a guy who can coach up some scrap heap parts and maybe make them play together, but... Um, Cavs are going to win the lottery now. And yeah. He's going to have Zion. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I might honestly, I might have waited till I knew the results of the lottery, and uh, because yeah, because point. having LeBron, I mean LeBron, <laughs> having Zion or not having Zion makes probably makes a difference on who you can get as the coach. Yeah, 
I mean, I'm a lot of people are going to scramble for that job if they get Zion. Mm-hmm. Um, but if they don't, and they're like not in the top three of this draft, then they're not going to have a difference maker in the draft, and they their roster sucks. So, you know, mm-hmm. I, this is not a job. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not. You know, he's old enough that he's probably looking. You know. He's not going to be in the game a whole lot longer, and this this the, well, financially, this is probably a really good deal for him. I think it was a five year deal. Um, yeah, and once you get in the NBA, you can kind of get recirculated if yeah. you show that you can do a good job. Like, like all pro leagues, it's well, like we just yeah. reshuffle the deck over and over and I over. I know, again. yeah. So uh, once you get in on kind of on that hamster wheel, there's a good chance if if it doesn't work out <laughs> yeah. at, at the for the Cavs, as long as you do a job comparatively better than the terribleness that they were last year, yeah. then people you'll still be kind of looked at pretty highly of. And he has a great rep. So uh, the other kind of coaching news, I guess, that has a Kentucky connection is former, I think he was a video guy and manager at Kentucky, Frank Vogel, I guess. Cameron is, Mills' old roommate. Yeah. Uh, so you know he's has to is de- used to dealing with big egos. Prima donnas, yeah. So now he has, mm-hmm. he has the training of handling Cameron Mills, and now he moves on to the a mm-hmm. guy with a little bit less of an ego, LeBron James. Yep. Coaches him with the Lakers. That was an interesting, interesting whole deal. But this isn't a, a complete NBA podcast, so we're not going to get into that a ton. But yeah, that's a pretty cool. I mean, it's a pretty cool thing. Kentucky's got a bunch of connections, not just in the players that Cal has sent to the NBA, but all through the NBA, Dwayne Casey and uh, some others. So yeah, and uh, the other, obviously, speaking of players, uh, this will transition us into the Game 7s that were on Sunday that we didn't get to talk about on the Monday edition of the show, the Nuggets, featuring budding superstar Jamal Murray, were eliminated uh, by the Portland Trailblazers, and that former Kentucky student, (laughs) (laughs) Enos Cantor, uh, played 40 minutes. He scored 12 points, had 13 rebounds, a double-double, and a Game 7 win um, to advance to the conference finals and he got if anybody watched the game talked about a ton on the broadcast because he is a practicing muslim and his story has been well documented his what's going on with him in his home country of turkey and he is it is ramadan so he is fasting from sun up to sundown and included in his fast he cannot have any water that's amazing to play 40 minutes in an nba game an elimination game without hydration I would imagine he was feeling awful. Yeah, after. they they talked about his um, kind of day, and he apparently woke up at three thirty that morning. Uh, but and obviously, I think that was their time, so that was a noon tip out or where or where, where they were playing. So it, it, early, regardless. But before sun up, then he ate like a ridiculous amount of food and kind of like didn't scarf it all down. So that's why he was up so early to have calories in his body to play. Uh, and he could have liquid too, so I guess he hydrated. Yeah, I'm well. sure he completely hydrated as well. But just a really, really impressive performance uh, from him in a really tight game, fun game, 100 to 96. Uh, Jamal Murray had a decent game. Uh, you know, had 17 points. Uh, the thing, I guess, kind of the storyline of the game was the fact that the Nuggets couldn't hit threes. Murray went 0 for four, and you lose by four points. So you hit a couple of those. Obviously, that's a, the game changer. And then. You know, just mentioning this real quick, and if you if you stay to the end of the little little blooper reel that I play at the end, they're not always bloopers, but you can hear Kyle and I because I don't Kyle didn't know I did this, but I put our reactions to Kawhi's shot when we were talking about it before we started rolling. 
Don't worry, I edited all the parts where you cursed. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, it was an unbelievable shot. And it was just like, just a crazy moment. Cool basketball. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, that was not, that was not the, that was not the Blazers game. No, that's why I, I transitioned. Oh, you, okay. I zoned, I stopped listening. You know, yeah, no, I talked I for that. too long. <laughs> yeah, the but, other game, there's no, but there's no Kentucky guys to kind of yeah. mention in this game. But Yeah, well, well, you know, I'll get to Kawhi and you can hear my other reaction, but um, Cantor has become like a really, a very good NBA player. He's been a, he's a, been a very important piece for the Blazers and the Blazers to me have become the most fun, most rootable team in the NBA in the NBA playoffs like I think they are like they maybe may, I don't know maybe I'm wrong but I think they could become like America's team here uh, does anybody want to keep seeing the Warriors win I was really impressed that they did what they did without Durant the other night but I'd love to see the Trailblazers pull it off I mean Damian Lillard is awesome and also as it was has been pointed out by a million people like all the western and so this is a you, they're a little more likable the Warriors when you think of it this way but like the the starting backcourts in the Western Conference Finals were like Davidson, uh, Weber, Weber State, State um, Lehigh, Lehigh, and then where Washington State, yeah, Washington State. So like no 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 powerhouses at all, um, and that's really cool. I mean that that to me is one of the reasons I really like the the Blazers. Um, and so anyway, th- these have been a pretty fun NBA playoffs, and I think this series with the Warriors will be super fun. I hope that the Trailblazers can give them a, a push, um, and and make something that series. But the and then the other one, in the Eastern Conference semifinals, the Sixers Raptors that Kawhi Leonard game winner is like I don't want to say greatest because it was like he kind of got lucky, he got a lucky bounce a little <laughs> bit, but it was like one of the strangest, like weirdest. Uh, most unusual game-winning shots that you will ever see, and it also begat like one of the, I think the craziest photos that I've ever seen, like, game photos that I've ever seen. I mean, it because he shot it and then drifted out of bounds, and then it bounced four times on the rim. He shot it, held his follow-through for a minute, looking at it. Then he sat down on the floor and is looking at it, and all these people around him are looking at him. And and including Jody Meeks, oh, yeah, Jody Meeks has a crazy wild face in that picture. And then Joel Embiid is like cockeyed, like looking at it, like oh. And and the th- to think that all that could happen before the thing went down is amazing. Uh, I haven't seen if somebody put a clock on like from when he took off to make that shot to when it sank through the basket. Finally, how many seconds it was? But it was a, a like probably three or four seconds. There was reaction videos going on from I think they call it Jurassic Park where they have their watch parties outside of the arena. Oh, those Toronto. are great! Yeah, and, I saw some of those last night. And the the to your point, how long it was when it first doings off the rim the first time. Everybody thought it missed and went and, quiet. Yeah, and, and so you can like, hear it. Oh, you, you can you, hear the you sound can of see the, the faces like dropping, yeah. and then it goes. And you can in. hear the sound of it bouncing. It's like doom. I mean, in in a crowd of like thirty thousand people, they got <laughs> so quiet that you can hear the audio go like doom. Dunk, dunk, and then yeah. that was neat. I mean, that was really cool stuff. We, I love sports. Like sports, it, are, sports are great, and we <laughs> we always say like the NCAA tournament is like uh, the only place this stuff happens. Like we've had like some crazy like Damian Lillard's like yeah. ha- basically half court in Paul George's eye game winner. Uh, basket uh, sports are fun. Basketball is pretty awesome. Like basketball at its peak in these elimination situations, mm-hmm. whether it be the NCAA tournament or game sevens in the playoffs. 
it's awesome. There's no question about that. Coming up next, reality TV time. You are locked on Kentucky, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. So I, uh, Mark Stoops, uh, I know you're listening. I think I got a new pitch for you. Come to Kentucky. <laughs> you're either going to be developed fantastically and you're going to go get picked in the NFL draft or you're going to hang her out for years. You're going to get your degree. It's going to be great. And then there's a good chance you'll end up on a reality show TV, which is the goal of I don't know how many thousands of people in this country. I don't think we, I don't know if we mentioned it on this podcast or not, but JD Harmon, former Kentucky defensive back, was on MTV's X on the Beach reality show. And then this week it was announced that <laughs> X on the Beach is EX. A, X on a, on the Beach is such a great reality <laughs> romantic reality TV show name that's, that's well well done <laughs> whoever came up with that gets a raise kyle put name on there because he didn't want to admit that he watches it every time it's on i have never seen it but that's a great name but then this week or last week it comes out that darren blaylock son of bookie blaylock one of the twins defensive backs slash linebackers uh that were on uk's roster is going to be on this season of the bachelorette he will be competing for hannah b's heart who apparently is a Miss Alabama, and she went to Alabama. Mm -hmm. Miss USA contestant, and is a humongous football fan. So sound like Enos Kanter there, contestant, Kentucky's <laughs> fan. <laughs> one of my favorite interviews ever when he was talking about how great Kentucky's fan is. Uh, but like, I I don't know these things, but I had to do the research, Kyle, because you got to be prepared. Apparently, a lot of people think that. Darren Blaylock could be one of the one of the choices because she's such a big football fan. He's a former football Ooh. player. Mm -hmm. A lot of intrigue there. That'd be big for the program. Have a have a top ten pick and a bachelorette winner. I mean, like, what would who gets a bigger uh, like fathead in the, in the, <laughs> in the football <laughs> training facility? Darren Blaylock, like, getting did, the rose. Wait, did, did they, they play, do? Did they, they did they play for Stoops or was that? Weren't they Joker recruits? Well, either way, you still embrace. Oh yeah, right. The, yeah, the, I was just trying to remember. No, I, I think to... I think they finished under Stoops. I think they did. Yeah, I can't remember. Um, but yeah, I think they were Joker recruits. I'm if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah. But anyway, I mean, this is going to be Kentucky football. If he, if he makes, I, and I don't even know how many. Do they get roses? Did mm. they do the same deal, or is that only on the Bachelor? I think. I think. I don't know. Man, I'm I'm pleased to say that I don't know. <laughs> I know my wife watches it nonstop, but and I so I catch some of it. But I find the whole. I, I mean, I know people are really entertained, but I find it like a major lack of uh, self-respect for all people involved, contestants and the and the chooser, when it, whether it's the Bachelor or the Bachelorette. Yeah, you can have twenty-five people. <laughs> And if There's you're one of the, if you're one of them, you know that like as it gets down to it, the person's like openly hooking up with multiple people at the same time, and then at the end of it, he's going to decide he loves you or she loves you. It's insane. I mean, it's insane. Have a little self respect. Good lord. I mean, it's a, it's all, <laughs> it is a just a, a repulsive idea, like like concept for a show. 
Yeah, I'm good with it. I mean, I know he's in the other... I'm in love with it. Oh, like, snap. We're recording on Monday. It premieres tonight. Oh, good. I'm in love with him. I know he's in the other room making out with with Susie, but uh, I'm in it, love with him. His uh, His bio, according to the ABC bio page, says that he's a former college athlete and no stranger to competition. There you go. <laughs> all right. That's about all the bachelor bachelorette talk I can handle. More from his bio. Darren may seem like a tough guy on the outside, but really he's just a giant teddy bear. I I prefer JD Harmon's show because because <laughs> it's, 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 at least you know what it it's is. It's honest. It's like we're gonna just bone. <laughs> can I say that on a podcast? Well, like you, everybody here, we're gonna put all these exes on an island to see if they want to get back together, but also to see if they'll sleep with other people's exes. Bom bom bom. X on the beach. Darren says he loves a woman who can take charge. Oh God, I I can't do this anymore. I'm gonna <laughs> resign from the podcast if you read any more of the, of the Bachelor's bio. Good luck, Darren. According, and I'm I think JD's going to have think, more fun on his show. Was this John? Yep. Our buddy John Hale at the Courier Journal had this fantastic write up on The Bachelor. Oh, That's what I'm John. getting all this great info. I'm ashamed of John. <laughs> God. John. John uh, wrote the definitive piece. <laughs> John, and, Darren. And, and John is a very progressive man. Married to a, well, is this to a not, strong, is progressive this, woman. What? I, there's, there's, there is no way that John Hill's wife likes The Bachelorette. I'm gonna, I'm putting that out there. I bet you right now that she's as repulsed by the whole concept as I am. I don't know. We all have some real trash TV secret likes, but I don't think so. John, God, John. According to Joker Phillips's uh, comments on the Blaylocks when they signed... Which was twenty. <laughs> you were gonna say his coaching bio <laughs> coached a bachelorette contestant. Yeah, that was a come play. <laughs> Why does he refer to the Joker and get on a bachelor? He said that Darren was the talker of the twins, so that's good for TV. Good. All right, that's gonna end it. Disappointed in you, John Hale. <laughs> <laughs> Follow Kyle at Kyle Tucker underscore ATH. Read his work on the Athletic. You can find me on six thirty WLAP, uh, Big Blue Insider, and Sunday Morning Sports Talk. Talk. Find me on. Twitter at Curtis Birch, B-U-R-C-H. Find the show at Locked On UK and then search Locked On Kentucky on Facebook. Thanks again to Birch Sheet and Metal for sponsoring this edition of the show. We will talk to you guys soon. You are Locked On Kentucky. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcasts Locked On. Don't worry, I won't finish. You get the idea. Scene is throwing players under the butch, bu- bus.